I uh, want to uh, I want to just give a great welcome. If some of you, some of you, yeah, there they are. Their hands are up. You guys are used to notes. Some of you, right? We are really blessed as a church family to welcome uh, International House of Prayer University uh, graduates. About twenty-two of you. Is that right? Twenty-two of them here. How many? Let's just welcome them. Thank you for being here. I was telling Jolene, I said, you know, in Scripture it says uh, that God, you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel, and that our praise, our worship, uh, in Japanese, Derek Prince was talking about this, he says, in Japanese it says, when we praise, we build God a big chair. And so what we've done today, having the 22 of you coming in, helping us build a big chair, a big throne for the king to come and sit on his throne to, to reign today. And I believe that fear is leaving. I believe I also saw during worship scales falling off from people's eyes that there's going to be a greater clarity uh, going forward in certain areas. That, that Psalm 8, 2 says, uh, out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have ordained strength. And it's talking about worship to silence the enemy and the avenger. So there's this stealth kind of weaponry of the kingdom that when we sing and worship, there's warfare going on to break off the enemy that tries to give us foggy thinking. Norville Hayes used to say in the 80s, God wants to get rid of your stinking thinking. He wants to get us thinking clearly what his thoughts are. So um, I believe the Lord wants to and is doing that today. Um, I feel led to start by praying today for Kanye West. He is a uh, rap artist. He's, uh, I'm believing everything about his conversion. He has an album out called Jesus is King. And I believe we're in a shift in the kingdom right now of, uh, of real courage, anointing us old ones and then you young ones with courage to be bold in your faith. He is... Kanye is right now down at Lakewood Church, ministering at Joel Osteen's church. And I just had a prayer in my heart this morning at our 8 o'clock prayer time. Lord, I'm praying for 10,000 conversions today. Either in the building at at Lakewood or on the stream, on on the different platforms. So let's pray for him as we get into this. Father, we thank you. Lord, I'm just throwing this out in my own thought. I thank you for this modern day Elijah. Lord, I mean, we're all frail. We all have things. So, Lord, we lift him up. We, even right now, as a, as a local church, as a prayer room, I ask for the hedge of protection around him. We stretch out our shield of faith over him to protect him from every fiery dart of the enemy, from any attacks that would try to cause him to stumble or fall or in any way um, uh, dilute the sincerity and purity that I believe in. And it's not even up to me to judge. But Lord, I thank you for the fruit already of those in that prison, those tears I saw down their their faces as he ministered the word in that prison. Lord, we bless him today. We thank you. May may a tidal wave of courage sweep the body of Christ through men and women of courage like this that are standing up for you. Jesus, you are king. Before we go any further, we make you king. I make you king of my heart right now. Have your way. You are king. I am not. Would you speak to us through your word and by your spirit? 
and through the power of testimony. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to share today some testimonies of times when I've encountered God in this prayer room. This prayer room is, you say, well, wait, this is a sanctuary, church sanctuary. Yes, it's the church sanctuary, but 12 and a half years ago, I came back from a conference, a pastor's conference with a mandate clearly in my heart to, to that Jesus was speaking, I believe, in my heart saying, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And it's out of the words of Jesus in Luke and Mark eleven seventeen, And so I thought, well, what's the biggest room in our church building? Well, it's the sanctuary. Well, this will be our prayer room. And we put a sign out front. And I told the church 12 and a half years ago, I'm not on coming back from a camp high, you know, where I'm all emotional, you know, put up the sign and then let it fade. I said, and I, you know, whatever, it's just my heart. I said, that sign's not coming down unless... The Lord returns, or a river in the hills ceases to exist, or something happens to me. I don't know. But that sign is not coming down. We're going to have this open as a place of prayer for the public to come in throughout the days. And um, in, the, in the evening, sometimes we have night watches. And uh, amazing things have happened. Uh, encounters with God uh, that I've personally experienced over these last years, and even before it was officially called a, a prayer room. And so I believe that sharing this today will help encourage us, encourage you that you have a history with God and that God wants to add to that history. I don't need to see, see, even see a raise, a raise of hand, but you know times when God has encountered you. And God wants to increase that. And so sometimes through the power of testimony, there's like a catalytic thing that goes on that stirs up more. Testimony also is a weapon against the schemes of the enemy. Giving testimony, Revelation 12, 11 says, we overcome, that's the enemy, by the blood of the lamb, the power through the blood of Jesus, and by the word of our testimony. It overcomes. Amen, my little grandbaby. Yes. She's just testifying of the goodness. I'm having a moment here. Wait a second. Okay. Testimony helps us. You know what it really helps? It helps us overcome unbelief. It's like, well, if that happened to you and God's no respecter of persons, that can happen to me. And so I want us to to see that. I I want to see the end result today is that each of us be encouraged that God wants you to pray and he wants you to get what you pray for. He wants to encourage us. And so so many times we can get beaten down or get tired or weary. And and, and so certain people, even in my own life, we, we tend to, many times we quit. We quit praying with intensity because of either the, the time delay, like the time between we started praying and it's been so long since we saw the answer, that we quit. Or the circumstances seem so opposite to what we're believing for. We're like, what am I doing? I've even had people say, you know, Glenn, when I came in and started coming into the prayer room to pray for this situation, it actually got worse. So like, ooh, I'm not going to do that. So sometimes, but that's just the enemy. He tries to tell us and speak to our hearts that prayer uh, is a waste of time 
or that it's boring. And, and I want to tell you for sure, prayer is not a waste of time. But I'm in church today, so I'm going to tell you that prayer sometimes is boring. Lots of times it can be boring. But it's when I, re- okay, I'm honest in church, so that was good. But lots of times it's when I remember divine encounters that keep me going, saying this is, this is right, this is good, this is what must, Jesus says, this is what we're to do in this hour, watch and pray. And so I pray that we be encouraged today by some of these, these testimonies. Now I'm also saying, I'm not saying that uh, we see answers to every prayer. There are lots of explanations for that. And over the years, many decades, I've become aware that there are many barriers to answered prayer. And I don't know what they all are, but the heart of God today, what I hear resounding is he wants us to pray. The heart of God is that we pray because he wants to meet us in the praying. He wants to encounter your heart in the prayer. And sometimes you're like, I don't see it, whatever. But he's saying, oh, come on, let's get in the conversation. Let me get in, let your heart and my heart commune. So today, I believe the Lord wants to encourage us. Now, paragraph B under your notes there, Roman number one, what is an encounter with God? What a broad word, encounter God. At IHOP, they have the encounter God service on Friday nights. What is an encounter with God. Encounters can take on many forms. And I'll just start out with kind of a springboard thought. The Greek word for anointing, how many of you heard the word anointing, right? How many of you really know what that is? Anointing isn't just, ooh, I feel anointed. (laughs) It's the Greek word Christos, and it's where we get the word Christ. In fact, Jesus' name is Yeshua, uh, Jesus Christo, which Jesus means God is salvation. It's where we got Joshua from. And it means the one anointed to save. So Christos means, is the the Greek word for anointing. And it actually is the term used in in back in the, the Bible days for to take oil and rub it together with something. So anoint means to rub together or encounter. You know, so to be, not be, not throw you off, but, you know, if you were going to, like, Crisco oil, like Crisco, <laughs> if you were going to bake a chicken, you would rub oil on the chicken so that it wouldn't burn or whatever. I never cooked a chicken like that, but <laughs> you rub t- together. So Christos, the anointing, is when God's Spirit, the oil of the Spirit, rubs together with your human spirit. That is the baseline of an encounter where the Spirit of God encounters, rubs together with our spirit. Many forms it can take. When the Spirit of God touches your spirit, I think some of these are in your notes, it can bring peace, joy, love. The love of God comes and encounters, rubs and puts love in our heart. Faith. If you have faith of the Son of God, it can bring Physical strength, healing. That's an encounter where you have divine healing. It can bring wisdom. 
It can bring divine ideas. How many of you ever gotten an inspired idea in the prayer room? Divine ideas. It can bring salvation where a person becomes born again. It can involve the gifts of the Spirit where you get a prophetic word for someone or someone has a prophetic word for you. Another quick, quick breakdown before I give some more testimony. The, the word pro, prophecy comes from two Greek words, pro and phetes. Pro meaning forth and phetes to speak. So a prophecy is where you speak forth a portion of the knowledge of God or the heart of God or the wisdom of God. And so that can be an encounter when you get a prophetic word where God speaks something in a now way to your heart. I'll give a quick one this morning. I was looking, I like to get up in the morning and look at my notes and I didn't have like a, a pad to brace down so I could do little scribbles. So I just looked in my drawer and I pulled this book out called Alignment by Asher Intrader. And I thought, oh wow, this is, this is a testimony right here. That about a year ago I was in this prayer room and the Lord put it strongly in my heart that 2019 was going to be a year of alignment. Now, I didn't know this book existed. I was just over there and I heard alignment. It's right around the time when they were having the Chinese homecoming, the, the convergence at, at IHOP. Well, I, my wife goes into mine and Pastor Nate's office and don't look in there, it's a mess. <laughs> uh, Sarah made me feel good. Sarah... Adam said, oh, that looks like a pastor's office. So I felt good. <laughs> but tucked under a pile of papers was this book, like the day after I was telling everybody in the prayer room, Lord wants us to bring us into alignment. And then, so I see the book and I'm like, whoa. So we had a lot of messages this year on alignment. Lord wanting to align our hearts to get us lined up with his word, to stand under the waterfall of his favor and his blessing. So these kind of things have been happening that encourage us, encourage me. And I want to say, when I give these testimonies, they really are, again, they're, they're, to, uh, they're really our testimonies. Because you as members of this local church and in this, this city, are, you're, you're saying yes to what God's doing in each of the churches. So we have a specific, some specific assignments, and one of them is to have this on the wall of a Lake Travis prayer room open to the public. That's one of our lanes. That's one of our callings. And so we can all rejoice in this as I, as I share these. And a lot of times when I share testimonies, it's not because I'm so spiritual, like, ooh, look what God did for you. It really is like I'm so unspiritual, and, I'm, and God's like sees how weak I am. And so he says, i all right, help, help Glenn out. Give him something, really, like to help him in his faith. <clears throat> so that's a big reason why God gives us encounters and testimonies. Paragraph C, <clears throat> excuse me, we can encounter God in our spirit, our soul, and our body. Encounters can take the place, can take place in our spirit by bringing us revelation in our soul which is our mind, our will, our emotions. The Spirit can speak to our spirit called revelation as we read God's Word and we go, whoa, that's called illumination. The light comes on, illuminate, comes on into our mind. 
our, our emotions in our soul can be touched by the Spirit, can be encountered. Uh, even as I said, our physical body. And not just in healing, but I'll say this, even in the area of pleasure. There can actually be in your physical body sensations of pleasure, of exuberance, of like the stress headache left and you just feel upbeat. Um, There's some scripture on that. Uh, David said in Psalm 1611, in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so there's there's a real... A reality to encounters in our whole being, spirit, soul, and body. Little A under your notes. When someone gives their life to Christ, I'll call this, I say that's the mother of all encounters. Amen. Right? <clears throat> mother of all encounters. When, you, when you're on the, the road to hell and now you're on the road to heaven. In this room, kind of back to where, what's your name, sir, on the back row? What's your, you, right, right there, you. What's your name? Sean. All right, Sean. About two feet from behind you, a Jewish man, about 10 years ago, I I was over here praying and I said, Lord, I want to see tokens of people getting saved from different groups, different people groups, different religions. And I had a real heart to see Jewish people come to know Jesus. So a few weeks later, a few days later, a Jewish man starts walking his dog through our our parking lot, and he heard the music, and he came in because he liked the music. He kept coming, he kept coming, and one day he was right here, standing right back where you are, Sean, and he just said, I don't know why I'm here. I said, I think I know why you're here. (laughs) He's like, but I'm Jewish. I said, well, you don't quit being Jewish. You just realize that the, the Messiah you're looking for has already come, and he wants you to you, want, need, you need your sins forgiven. Turns out his uncle was one of the top rabbis in America. And his other uncle is a record producer in California called the Record Plant, something. Just major, major kind of deal there with that. Well, he is still, we stay in touch. That was over 10 years ago. He's still on fire for the Lord. He's on fire for the Lord. Yeah. So that happened here. Okay. B, sometimes it's power encounters in finances. I've watched some really cool things take place. Um, driving, did I already tell you a thing? I was going to say, Sherry was telling me in Sunday school that as she was driving to church today, she felt the Lord said, Rem- do, remember times where, I've, where I broke in, where I showed up. Monuments. monuments. They're monuments. Remember those. Remember like, like monument stones. And I... Yeah, spiritual markers. And I felt like that's what, wow, I was like, that's really what I'm sharing about. And so um, in this room about where Gina is right here, uh, there was a, a man who, uh, a single dad, trying to, trying to take care, get a good job, but he needed, his car was, was in the shop. He didn't have money to get his car fixed. And I just kind of, in, in exuberance, I said, well, how much do you need? And he said, this much. And I said, well, I'll, 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 get, I'll pay that. I'll get that for you. And it was, it was $300. So I went and got a check. I wrote him $300. And then I told Suzanne later, and she wasn't real happy because she knows the bank account. I mean, she wasn't mad, but she was like, you know, <clears throat> you might have told me. 
I said, uh, well, I really felt the Lord wanted me to, to get that to him, to get his car fixed. That was Sunday. The next day, I go to the mailbox at my house, and there's a $299.40 check in my mailbox from a hospital bill from a year ago <laughs> that they said they overcalculated, and here was a refund check. Less than 20, 24, that never happens, right? Here, hospital, here, we owe you money, you know. I had another time where, uh, where a guy who doesn't really go to our church, but he came in during worship, and he had this big wad of dollar bills. I don't know if they were 20s. or He said, here, I want you to have this, and it was $500. I didn't know how much it was. I just was like... We're in the middle of worship. You're handing me money. Yeah, I put it in my pocket. <laughs> and I just had it in my pocket. Well, at the end of the service, someone came up and um, said, we have a hole in our roof and we can't fix our, the roof. You know, we can't fix it. We don't have money to fix it. And it's, you know, the weather. I said, well, um, here. And the Lord said, give him whatever's in your pocket. And so I, hand, and I said, how much? He said, they said $540, I think. So I, so, so I think, here, let's count it. They count the money. It's 500, you know, I didn't know how much it was. It was $500. And I thought, wow, the very Sunday, right? No one comes up to me telling me those kind of things. And no one ever sent before or since has handed me a wad of money. <laughs> Insert your joke here. No, that's not a prophetic statement. <laughs> Then back when we were building this, um, we needed, we found out that the drywall air conditioning people needed to be paid $25,000. We're talking about testimonies of God's encounter, of encountering God in, in finance. See, oh, he healed my body. Yes, encounter. But he can encounter us in finance. I was in a prayer meeting. I was praying because I, and I'd just gotten the word from the secretary at the time that we owed $25,000 and it had to be paid in 10 days. And I was got really nervous. I was in this prayer time and the, the thought during the prayer time, I told the person I was praying with, I said, you know, there's a need here. And so she said, well, let's just pray. She was a big intercessor, strong. In the middle of praying, um, I hear, get this impression, don't tell the people you need the money like, don't announce it next Sunday. Just, I'll take care of it. And I had, <clears throat> I had such a joy when I heard that. It's like, oh, I don't know how you're going to do it. But this is going to be good, you know. <laughs> I got a knock on my door while we're praying. And my phone, it was one of those razors, yeah. like a red <laughs> flip phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on, church. It starts vibrating. It's in my desk. It goes, Right after, like 10, 15 seconds after he said, I'll take care of it. I, we finished praying. There's a sticky note. This person wants you to call them. And I realized it was the same number on my phone. I called the person and I said, uh, hey, what's up? And she, she said, uh, how much money do you need to finish the project? And I said, what? She said, she said, well, our family, you didn't know this, but our family back east has a foundation. And every year we choose certain things to give to. And uh, we felt led to give it to the church to this, get this building ready. And uh, she, I said, what, you really asking? She said, yeah, well, 
we need $25,000 in 10 days and like 32000 to finish the whole thing. And she said, well, we want to give the 25000 and we want to give the rest of the church the opportunity to be blessed by giving the other 7000 And I mean, so it was done. Like in the middle of the prayer, someone calls me out of the blue. Yeah, let's do that. I want to... Oh, God. Out of the blue. And I remember walking down here, and this was all like, like cement torn up and wrought iron things, and we were still tearing down these, these little offices. And I remember the Lord spoke in my heart. He said this. He said, Glenn, don't ever forget, this is my church. And I, I mean, he was like, don't ever forget. And I took that to real heart. And I was weeping, saying, Daddy, you're so good, and, and all of that. But those are, those are, uh, those are some testimonies about in finances. Little, little C, paragraph, uh, little C, sometimes it's through the gifts of the Spirit. Sometimes the encounter will be a gift of, of the Spirit. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, a gift of healing. Um, a man here, they've gone to live in Canada, Jim Ginatecki. Uh, and his wife, Karen, she was a faithful intercessor here. He had uh, permanent hearing damage where the graphs showed that it would never get better. And uh, they said it'll never get better. And he, he, he did his business on the phone, calling and whatnot. So we prayed for him. And, uh, and then he comes back a week or two later or after having gone to the, to the doctor. And they said, you're healed. And you're, you, they took the tests and showed up above that where there, there was this little graph saying he'll ne- you'll never hear more tones over here, over this, like no matter what we do. And then the test came back and showed that he was up, up way above in that he could do his job. These are power encounters in finance, in healing with gifts of the Spirit. This is the place, paragraph D, where over 12 and a half years and before, I love this phrase, they, they prayed in the prayer room, God, you move at the sound of our voice. Yeah. And I, I love it. I know God hears us when we pray, and he moves at the sound of our voice when we pray. A couple of examples there was um, that same couple, Karen, who was a faithful intercessor in here, she she and her husband, I, I felt led one day, we have a sign out on the highway, and I thought, I'm just going to go lay hands on the sign out there and pray that, that the Lord will touch people. They'll see the sign and come in. Well, then, that, then on Sunday, that Sunday, she and her husband came, and, uh, and they, they felt real connected here. And, and I said, how did you find out about this? She said, well, I was just driving past and I saw the sign, and I've seen that sign for long, many, I don't know, years, months, and finally it just jumped out at me. <laughs> and I thought, well, let's go, let's go there Sunday. I prayed one time in here. He moves at the sound of our voice. Be encouraged by that right now. He, I prayed one time here that, that um, a spirit of truth would prevail in this place. Because Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. That Sunday, a Jehovah's Witness comes in. And he sat in the back, and he said, afterwards, he said, 
basically, I want to give my life to Jesus. He said, I, he said I'm a Jehovah's Witness, but somehow the, when I sat here and heard the word and heard the, the worship and message, he said, this just felt, I knew that this was the truth. That next Sunday, he got gloriously born again. He moves to the sound of our voice. Two Saturdays ago, I prayed here with my wife, and I said, Lord, we ask for tokens of your power. And then that next day, there was some, there was some de- power demonstrations that I hadn't seen here. And I don't know. I'll just, I'm not going to be overly dramatic, but, but one of the basic things in being baptized in the Holy Spirit is the gift of tongues. Well, someone here was baptized in the Spirit with that gift right here the very next day after we said, Lord, would you give us tokens of your power? He moves at the sound of our voice. I want to encourage you, break the sound barrier. We have not because we ask not. A couple qualifiers. Actually, that was my introduction. All over. Um, Paragraph E, there are many ways to encounter God. I would say the main way is through reading and meditating in God's word. That's the bread and butter, so to speak. The entrance of your word, Psalm 119, 130, the entrance of your word brings light. The best place for me is that it brings light is here in, in a prayer room like this that even the sign outside says, undistracted, keep, keep discussions at a, a, at a low and go outside to talk and, because we want to be able to have God encounter us through the word. I like what Mike Bickle said years ago. He said, what we do is, he said, uh, this, the word of God is like logs and your heart is like a fireplace. And as you take the word and speak it out of your mouth and also meditate on it, you're putting logs in the fireplace and the Holy Spirit is the fire. And when the fire catches onto the logs, it provides combustion and brings heat to the whole house. And so there's, this is a, the, the main way that we encounter God. My goal again today is that we increase encounters with God. Paragraph F, the basis for encountering God is the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 10, 19, it says, Therefore, having boldness to enter the holy place, the holiest, by the blood of Jesus. This isn't just for anybody who says, well, I want to encounter God. No, we are unholy apart from the blood of Jesus. We have to have our our spirit be born again. And because Jesus lived a perfect, righteous, sinless life and shed his blood for us, when we say yes to Jesus, that then we then receive the gift of righteousness because holy God is not going to commune with unholiness. He'll love unholiness. He'll have compassion on unholiness. But to commune and have encounters, it's by the blood. It's by the blood. Roman numeral two. I basically, I'll start summing it up because I want to shift out of this and just give us some, some time to be with the Lord. Um, Psalm 4, 6, and 7. 
describes what David was, was encountering. And this is really what I spend a, focus, a good bit of my focus on is when I come in here to this prayer room, I say, Lord, would you lift up the light of your countenance upon me? And, uh, and let me, and they prayed this in the prayer room yesterday, actually at the 10 a.m. set. One of them got up and prayed and said, Lord, let me feel what you feel when you see me. And, and so, I, so when we pray that, so much of the encounters I have in this prayer room over these years have been where I feel, even in my emotions, that God is delighting over me, even in my weakness, even when I know how frail and how, how, one, how stumbling I am so many times. But what was revolutionary to me, please hear this, was that God can touch me in my emotions. That, the God, that God, God himself has emotions. He has delight. He, he can be grieved. He can be quenched. But he can also be excited and, and exuberant. And so the God who created us created us with emotions. So to think that prayer has to be sterile and cold and emotionless, it's just not true. Isaiah 56 says, God will make you jo- full of joy. Yeah. He'll give you joy in the house of prayer. And so that's what so much of what keeps me going is when he encounters me and, and touches me in the area of my emotions. So I encourage you to pray that prayer. Lord, let me feel what you feel when you look at me. Psalm 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. That the Lord is good. We know that verse, but you know what? Call me, call me whatever, but I take that literally. It's not just a metaphorical. He gave us senses. Now, I'm not saying I'm tasting, oh, the Lord tastes like a steak. You know, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm just saying my senses can be involved. Yes. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Basically, each testimony that I've shared, and I plan to share a couple more, is related to something that happened while I was in the prayer room trying to do two things that King David said were his main priorities. Psalm 27, 4 through 6, he said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek. And look at the two things David said he spent his time doing. Now, before I read this, keep in mind, David was president of the country and the captain of the army. So he was a busy guy. So this very busy guy said, the one thing that I want to spend my emphasis on in my life daily, the main thing in my life is to take time to come away with God and behold his beauty and ask questions, inquire in the temple. And that's what can cause our time in prayer, whether it's in your prayer closet, whether it's here in this prayer room. I basically walk in this room saying, okay, I'm going to do two things today. I want to behold your beauty, and I want to ask you questions. Behold your beauty. Lord, show me your beauty. Well, this can be in beautiful songs. 
It can be in looking at Scripture and seeing the beautiful heart of Jesus. And that, that can, I put it two, got two phrases I put in your notes. There are encounters that exhilarate, encounters that fascinate. You get exhilarated. I defined it in there. We don't have time, but you, your, your spirit can get exhilarated when you see beauty or you get touched by his heart. Your, your spirit can also get fascinated when you ask him questions and you get revelation and you get answers. And I tell you what, don't feel sorry for me in the prayer room because I get to be overcome by beauty, exhilarated, fascinated because this is what a prayer room can, this is what it can be about. It's fascinating. Pa- paragraph B. Look, worship team, if you can come on up. It's fascinating to be able to connect with a worldwide prayer community live. So when this screens, when these screens are on and there's a, a live prayer meeting, um, I put in your notes some things that, that happen. Um, yeah, I'll skip that one on the exhilarate, but well, let me back up to Roman numeral three, paragraph A, encounters that exhilarate. Just last Friday, we had the, the Lord's Prayer here and I was leading us through the 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 sections of the Lord's Prayer. And it says, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, holy is your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our... our and then it says, Forgive us our trespasses, our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And I was, I was hit with an encounter of how kind Jesus is that he doesn't start out the Lord's Prayer saying, you better straighten up, you sinful loser, you know. He starts out with, Father in heaven, holy is your name. Y'all can go ahead and, yeah, you get ready. Father in heaven, holy is your name. And then he went into uh, the, then he goes into uh, your kingdom come, Lord. Let your, let your rule and reign come. So it's like, worship, beautiful worship. Then invite, oh, I can invite your power and presence. And then it's, give me this day my needs. Meet, meet me, get, I need stuff. And then fourth in the line, he's like, let's deal with the sin thing. And I, I love that because the revelation says he loved us first. And then he washed us by his blood. He cleansed us. It's like, oh, you, yes, you're holy, but you so much love. It's, it's your love that encounters me that makes me then want to get rid of the junk. I just, I just love that about his heart. There's so many ways that we can encounter him. I want to close with these, these few quick pointers of practical things you can do to position yourself for encounter. Again, it could be in this room. It could be signing up as a gatekeeper here and regularly scheduling it like you schedule it, other things in your life. Or it could be in your own prayer closet or driving to or doing what you can do with your schedule. But to increase encounter, 
meditate on passages about God's beauty and glory. Open his word and meditate on those passages. Psalm 19, Revelation 4, others. B, meditate on passages about how Jesus interacted with people. On how Jesus interacted with the leper. That'll touch your heart. That'll fascinate your heart. C, find music that connects your heart to the Lord's heart, especially worship sets, either off the Bethel web stream or off the Upper Room or the IHOP web stream, others like that. Find music that connects your heart. D, be patient. You were created to have encounter with God. I feel like there's just a big open invitation. But let's all stand up if you would. Stand up. I believe the Lord wants to awaken a desire for more encounter. Because as I, and, and that I could honestly do a whole, yes, I could honestly do two more messages on all the things because I, I started compiling and I was like, I know I'm not going to get finished with this. But I thought, my stirring, my, the, the desire, not to be entertained because I'm bored. Did you hear that? I'm not doing it to be entered. Oh, I want more encounters because I'm bored. No, I want more encounters because his love is this, this such this ocean. And forever and ever, we're going to keep falling in love more and more. And so I want more because I want my heart to become more alive. And I want to love him like, a, like the bride for the bridegroom to come. And so I, I want to um, invite you to, to come forward. I, I've, I've had a prayer in my heart over this this prayer in this church for many years and that is that people would come in here and not just love you Lord but that they would fall in love with you whatever that looks like it's like a it's like an all encompassing like Lord I'm really yours I just want to open the altar up for those who are saying I, I want even more than encounter I want uh, I want to fall in love with you again today just come forward and stand You know, when you put when you put loving loving him above everything else, then, then the encounters come. <laughs> then the the wisdom comes, the clarity comes. Amen. I feel like some of you, the Lord's going to give you uh, clear marching orders today. Some of you are kind of dovetails with what the Lord put on Pastor Nate's heart to, to break fear. It's, it's fear of the future. It's fear of what am I going to do next? Just, just as you come forward, as we take a couple of some minutes here just to worship the Lord, let your heart get captured. And for some, the, the spirit of, of wisdom and revelation going to be released to help you see what your next steps are. Let's worship the Lord. Let's just give our hearts to Him.